Let's give them something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a planet to run around. Okay, okay. You ain't do nothing but run your mouth. No, I don't want to be humble now. You doubted me, nothing to talk about. I let that run a little longer while I was doing some computer searching. <laughs> what are you Last searching? Um, Got an the, idea and wanted to go dig dig deep for something? Yeah, I started going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, oh, we're back. Yeah. Back hey. to the grind. Yeah, welcome. Back to Cali. Um, it's nice to be back. I got back on, I arrived on Saturday at uh, 1 o'clock. How and long was your final drive? Final drive was six hours. Not too bad. I went from Winnemucca, Nevada, which is northern Nevada in the middle of nowhere. And admittedly, admittedly, like if you're in there in the middle of the day, you're going to be like, this is the most miserable place on earth. But we started early in the morning. We, my daughter and I got on the road at like 6.15 or 6.30 when it's sun's coming up and you know, there's hills on both sides. It is. It's beautiful. It's high. Air's it's, fresh. Air's fresh. Crisp, the road's yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, good. and all of those things we can talk about that on the rv trip and you know how it went out because i want to talk a little bit about doing the rv thing if you're thinking about doing it next year because it is a cool experience but there's some like some kind of like basic rules like one is you got to get your ass up and get on the road soon your email was very clear yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's some, there's some pros yeah. a lot of cons yeah but i think it's definitely worth it i mean i hope that next year's games are in a place that we can do that yeah the the word is that the games are going to be well it, speculation. it's speculation this this speculation and it was in speculation based upon you know some data someone pulled up the uh, ken from sherpa works was able to pull up the rfp from fort worth texas um the bid proposal essentially oh, to host the games it. he got a hold of it pulled it up it's a good way to figure something out yeah <laughs> and he so he got a hold of it and it essentially um was a really good bid now fort worth is appealing on a lot of levels the first one being easy access airport right like you dallas fort worth it just doesn't shut down like it's it's nonstop, and 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 that's an issue matt in madison for example yvonne flew out master's competition she, thank yeah. god she flew out the um a day uh, an extra day early yeah because she was four hours late she didn't get it get into midnight and then on the way home it was a 16 hour voyage home for 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 like a three and a half hour flight <laughs> crazy just matter because of the connections yeah anyway so dallas fort worth is direct from almost everywhere in almost everywhere in the world it's it's nonstop the international airport so that's super appealing yeah um, the other thing is, is it's straight down from Rogue. Like it's a straight shot down the freeway for Rogue. Easy transportation equipment. And then, yes, Bruce Wayne says Texas. Uh, and and then, um, sorry, that's all right. So then, straight shot for Rogue, easy to get to. And then Bill Henniger has a ranch in Texas, and he's a big fan of Texas. And Bill's obviously influential. Most most significantly, though, is that Fort Worth's bid, according to Ken, and you can message him at whatever. You can find his Instagram. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, it was a it was a a zero cost bid for CrossFit. So meaning zero cost, as in they have no overhead in 
it, with respect to space. with respect to the space, the rental of the space, okay. zero cost because net zero cost, assuming a certain number of people come because they give back, and this is common with with cities now as they try to attract events, especially at that time of year in Fort Worth. That's a mm. not a super appealing time to go to Fort Worth. Super hot. Yeah, late summer could be can be really hot, but. Net zero because they gave they give a percentage of the hotel room revenue back to to the uh, the event sponsor or the event holder, and so the essentially it was a you know as you're coming in and I've always thought this with respect to this business because we have experience with this with the grid league, the grid league yeah. trying to secure venues, large space. venues for for grid league events, um, and it's a, and some of these things are really expensive. And then you, you know, and they start to nitpick you with things like security. Well, we will. We okay. need to have so many people manning the doors. Yeah. And so, and they, it's like, um, and, and they charge us for security. It's like Pasadena. They have yeah. like four people to one door. <laughs> and it's like, you walk out and you're like, oh, no, you got to dump your water out to come back in. It's yeah. Like, Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And that's that the security is dictated not by CrossFit and in, in our case, Grid League. It wasn't dictated by us, yeah. it was dictated by them. And then you have to, in a lot of cases with these venues, you have to give a percentage of your ticket sales. And then here's the big one, the, where these guys make money. You give up the, these two things, or the biggest things with these venues when, when they make these bids, these RFPs, is concessions, including mm -hmm. alcohol. They like to control that. And it's very difficult to wrest control of the concessions from them. They want control of concessions um, because there's a great deal of money, especially with the alcohol. And then the, the, the last thing is parking. They want parking. They, they want parking. One. They want all the parking. Yeah. Remember, sure. uh, yeah. remember we went to Haas, uh, Haas Pavilion at uh, California Berkeley. Yeah. 100% of parking was theirs. They got 100% of parking. So all we got, and then they took a percentage because we were a, kind of an unknown entity. We had to pay them a fee and we had to give up a percentage of our ticket revenue. It was so expensive. But for an event like CrossFit where they bring in tens of thousands of people now, at a time and off time of year anyway. So Fort Worth apparently gave them a zero, zero cost bid. That's huge. Because mm -hmm. then it gives them an opportunity to make revenue through ticket sales and elsewhere. But the, um, the real appealing thing is Fort Worth's a cool town. Lots yeah. of restaurants, lots of hotels. That town was rebuilt about 20 years ago after they had a tornado rip through there. And they did an unbelievable job. It has a real strong Western theme. The, it's, one of, it's home to the largest cattle auction in the country. Oh, wow. It is home to the largest rodeo in the country um, and annual rodeo that they host there. They have terrific RV facilities there because people pull in with horse trailers and they stay in their horse trailers. So have, they have electric water and dump stations, by the way. If you read my email... <laughs> This week, you'll know <laughs> you'll know how important oh, it is. I had a laugh out loud You're at the end of that one comment. The sandals, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I'll tell that story in a minute. So, so Fort Worth, and they have a new Dickies Arena, which is where they host the rodeo, and it's about the same size as the uh, Legion Center, and it's air conditioned, it's indoors, it's beautiful. It's, it's fair. It's all their facilities there: the Convention Center, the Dickies Arena, the Stockade. All that shit is new. I it's beautiful. They also have like a pool. Yeah, that's, an, an well, pool, that's what, track or something. Yeah, that I cannot validate okay. um, at their convention center whether they do or not. But there's there's certainly enough facilities there. Anyway, so Fort Worth is is likely. Yeah, 
is what I've been told is the most likely. The Dallas, other, Dallas was another spot. Dallas too, was Dallas it? was in the original bids that were put okay. out. That the, the original one, and that was a full indoor. Yeah. I remember talking with somebody. They yeah, said yeah. they had a full track, and that and was cool. I understand that was turned down. That's what I heard. Again, these are just, yeah. these are total rumors. Yeah. Don't go put this on the internet. Craig Howard said it's going to be. This added. isn't a place for facts. Right let, now. let let me embarrass myself <laughs> on, on Twitter and on Instagram. Somebody's going to clip this apart. Because <laughs> I'm pretty good at Craig that. said. Craig, oh, I'm pretty good at that anyway. <laughs> what the hell? I'm 60. So it's like everything I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm only on this planet, you know, 25, 35 year, more years. You know, it doesn't make a difference, that much of a difference. Fuck it. Yeah. A bunch of CrossFitters angry at me forever. The next thing is the um the other one is charlotte i thought when that and that one apparently they were in the original bid too and that's cool because charlotte's got a little bit better better weather i don't yeah. know anything about the facilities that were bid or anything else but it also is a nice airport easy to get to for international you especially to, international yeah. well international to, to not have to fly into the middle sorry, of the country international europe right yeah, so uh, right. Yeah. western international, yeah. western uh continents yeah if you, you know, Asia has got a long ride to Charlotte. That's true. Because Asia, yeah. So that's why Dallas is kind of nice. In international, um, Don Fall said, international, yes, they want to do, it's coming, but it's not going to happen. Said. Wherever they go this year, make, make no mistake. Again, anybody that understands hosting these types of events, you, get a, you, you start to get um, cost savings if you do it there multiple years. Because yeah. you become more efficient in the space. Right. And you've kind of committed to that time. So they're probably going to cut you some more slack on well, that's right. the overhead. Well, that's right. Right. So you commit to th that's a good point. Right. Yeah. So you multiple multiple years, you get a better, you get a better deal. Mm -hmm. I would I'd give them a better deal for multiple years. Yeah. We can and count then, on you coming back. Yeah. And then they here's the other thing. You get to store all your equipment and shit there. Like mm -hmm. you throw it in storage containers, shipping containers, and you leave it on site. Yeah. And and that's huge savings. Like having to rather have to stop, pack that stuff up, you know, move it somewhere, unpack it, all that bullshit. Especially if they have the rogue invitational in right. Texas again, too. It's like, well, let's just pull some of this stuff back over. Yeah. If you, you know, it's interesting is you could go down to Castro's ranch. Mm -hmm. Remember we went down there and then we, and, uh, and I went and he, he goes, Hey, uh, I need a weight vest because we were doing this ruck down there. It was at the Fitness Freedom event. Okay. He goes, Yeah, I got one in storage containers. So he's got these storage containers. So he has leftover storage containers from not when I don't think it was from when the games were there. I think it was when it, the games were in Carson. When they when they did the field trip and flew up to no, I to don't day think so. one. No, I don't think so. I think those were from those were the storage containers that were at Carson and they had to put them somewhere. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Oh, so like the equipment that was yes. originally. Oh, shit. oh, yeah, yeah. So you go. Yeah, I stepped into this shipping container. I'm like, holy shit. Did he still have a bob there? <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, he's one got of the, bobs one there. Of the, yeah, one of the six-person bobs. Yeah, he's got. I think he has two bobs there. But anyway, he's got. He's got just racks of weight vests and like. But he's real particular. He's like, make sure when you're done with that, you put that back. <laughs> like he in the same spot. Yeah, Dave's one of those guys. Like the the ranch can look cluttered up, but he knows where everything is. Yeah, I guarantee he knows. There's where a home is. for everything. Yeah, he was very particular. Like, I mean, it's, and it's, I remember after we did Tim Dimmel and I from Costa Palo Alto did it. We had the vest on, and I remember him telling me, "Hey, make sure you put that back." And I was like, wow. Okay, there's like a hundred vests in there. Don't like, walk off with it. <laughs> and I feel like at the end of the night, like he's going in there kind of eyeballing them and looking at them and going, okay, yeah, everybody put their vest back. Went and uh, reviewed a picture. Yeah. And then you go in the shipping container. It's just, a, I mean, it's semi-organized, but it's like, there's it's a like, lot of shit It's in like there. the shipping container we had on the side yard. But I would know my garage is kind of like that. It's organized, but there's a lot of stuff in there. And I would know if something's You missing. know where it is. Yeah. 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 I know where shit is. Yeah. He knows where everything is. 
we are way off topic just to start <laughs> so this is what happens wait, when we don't we, have a guest on we right? have all this stuff written on the board and we you know we talk and we're like okay we're gonna go in this order we there's no way we can now it's just like you know visually checking it off as we go through so we talked about the location of the games you know what let's t- just be let's go into the masters a little bit too yeah because that that could also impact maybe potentially what the ticket sales look like for the games yeah and let's do some um total bullshit speculation on the teams with an M teams, um, what's going to happen to them. So did you hear something? No, this is what I think though. Oh, okay. Right. So there's, again, this is kind of like one of those, if, if it was me, yeah. And this is not going to be popular, but okay. First of all, let's start with the master. Maybe not popular in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, you know, give it time and everybody will, everybody will get, be mad at it. So (laughs) the masters or age groups, um, are, cumbersome for crossfit and cumbersome for the media team as they demonstrated so effectively it's effectively <laughs> yeah, yeah but but it's but it's again you think about it you're in the in your mind and let me see if i can give a, a good analogy here Savon's Savon would have one rolling off the his tongue of a brilliant analogy <laughs> but i'm going to give you one you're going to a wedding for a royal wedding right you're, you, you've thought about the same thing. It's going to be the, the most amazing wedding in the world. You're going to the royal wedding. Two days before, some like lower-level plebe in the royal family is getting married as well. And all of the event people are being tasked with taking care of both situations. Yeah. And then all the friends and family of this lower, these lower-level royal family people are all upset because they, would, they didn't get the same coverage as the fucking royal family, the king and queen. The king did marrying his queen. You know what I mean? It's like... It's a pretty good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're mad that they didn't show the entire parade down the... They didn't get to do the whole parade down the street like the, like the, yeah. Yeah. the king and the new queen of England. It would be... It's it's literally the same thing. Yeah. Yes, it's important. The masters are amazing. And I've... and I talk to a lot of them i'm a competitive i have been a competitive masters athlete my wife competed and but and it's amazing and it's very personal for us i think it's also a perfect example of what the human body can do even regardless yes, of age sure you know like sure it, it's a huge time for people of age to demonstrate what's capable 100 percent of people agree with you yes. nobody disagrees <laughs> with you on that that's the thing about masters. Like yes. no one disagrees with you. Do you want to sit down and watch it for four hours a day? No fucking way. The and fans would show that. Yes. And if in my argument to the masters fans that are all upset about the coverage is, I sat in that stadium yeah. for multiple events and I would yeah. come in for one or two age groups before so I could get a seat in the very, very front row. Yep. And there was 10 10, 10% might be being generous. 10% yeah. of the seats were taken in the entire arena. Maybe five. Yeah, maybe 5%. And all, in maybe, I wouldn't even say 10%, but maybe like 8% in the lower well, level. And here's what they would do. sitting in the high and Here's what they would videos. do too. So the people would come in and we all kind of knew each other from the different age groups. You knew that there was people sitting in that front row for the, for me, for it was the 65 to 
to, to plus age group, right? So yeah. there's a whole yeah, bunch yeah, of people yeah. that are in there. I knew as soon as that heat was over, all of those people were gone. You'd say hello and they go, Hey, come yeah. take my seat. Yeah. And you just it's like a train, yes, a changeover. Every age group. And it was friends and family only. Yeah. And so all these people that are back at the gyms and they're upset and they're, oh, the coverage is yes, granted, there's things, easy things they could do that they did not do. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. But the bottom line is if you want to see it, you want it to continue and you want it to thrive, sometimes you got to pay up. Yeah. You've got to go to the event. You've got to sit in the stands. You've got to buy the ticket. You want it to thrive? Yes. You need to be a part of it. And then you need to bring your friends and have yeah. them come and be a part of it. And it is. It's remarkable to watch them. You sit there, and I watched the, I watched every, every, almost every heat of the 65 plus. Mm. And I was just blown away by it. Yeah. Blown away by it. And it was, it was, it was cool. Now, in the middle of the day, do I want to go watch them in the middle of the day? No, I'd rather, you know, see a video clip that someone cuts up on Instagram and yeah. shows me 20 seconds of some amazing yeah. highlights of it. Yeah. Highlight reel. And that's the reality. And and, it, and it's not taking anything away at all from Masters. That's just human nature. And so. Well, especially when it's also smack dab in the middle of the week. Well, that's right. That's you the know. other part. Yeah. Don't start clamoring for weekend weekend Masters, please. If it was its own event, maybe. Oh, okay. There you go. If it was its own event and they All could right. highlight. I was prepared to fight you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think, I mean, ultimately, this year versus last year, I thought this year was great because it was separate. Yeah, it we was. We could enjoy. Yes. And I know Yvonne appreciated it too because yeah. then she could hang out and watch the, the individuals. The, the individuals after, time. right. Yeah. Um, the warm up area wasn't outrageously overwhelmed because yeah. you didn't have teams, individuals, age group. Uh, yeah. just like adaptive athletes all going on at the same time. Right. Um, I thought it was way better this year. Um, granted, sure. The, the coverage was trash, but you know, even the masters who competed like the 65 and above 60 plus 55, like there's a lot of age groups. Yeah, there is. Yeah. The, the athletes that finished the events didn't, didn't, get cleaned up, cover up and come back and sit in the stands and watch the younger age groups. Even they don't yeah. want to watch them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> like it's because then again, they're because, going back. To no, it's, per, it's participatory. Yeah. It is a participatory yeah. sport. And yes, your spouse and everything else almost throw down. Yes. And so outsourcing it is, and I said they should have done this a long time, but I didn't yeah. say they should outsource it. I said that they should run it as a separate event, separate event. Yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. And that way you can get your own dedicated media crew that's passionate about it. You can get the event people that are running it that are passionate about it and make it amazing. You could essentially maybe even have more people compete in it because it's not a massive. Right. You could massive undertake 20 to with individuals yeah. and the teams going on at the same it time. It needs to be tw at least 20, maybe yeah. 30 people. What a difference maker if it was 30 people. From a scoring perspective? Yes, from a scoring perspective. Huge yes. difference. Right. From a spectating standpoint, you're watching a lot of people in that same age group. Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> But I mean, ultimately, I think, I mean, it, I think that the age group um, and just that format is just outdated. Like it's, yeah. it's, it worked at one point when they were trying to bring in and, you know, make it more exclusive to be in that, that to participate in the age group in the games, you know, having to go through the, opening, right. the quarters, the semifinals. But the fact that they never really updated the scoring system when you have 10 people competing like yeah. that, I still don't, I still yeah. can't understand why they wouldn't change that yeah z scores or something like that yeah. well i mean some kind of a performance-based scoring sure. system versus what they do with 40 people yeah yeah that's just it's just not yeah it doesn't work 
Right. Well, and so, so the word is, is that they're outsourcing it to uh, legends. Mm. That's what the rumor is. Again, it's, it, and that's, it sounds like a pretty decent rumor and it sounds like a, because and it sounds reasonable because it, you know, it's like, that's the thing I think all of us would be happy about. Yeah. And I, I, I told Yvonne, um, who's just got done competing and I told her that I'd heard that she's like, great. Yeah. She needs to be. And I was yeah. like, Oh shit. I didn't expect that. I, I thought she'd be a little bit upset. Keep in mind, if if CrossFit outsourcing, they're not going to give it away. No, well, I would hope not. No, of course not. I would hope they would still call it the CrossFit Games legend. Like yes. it needs to be part. Like it needs to be the games, yes. right? Of course, it's because it's a weekend. No, it's, it's a different event. CrossFit knows it's worth something. Yeah, it's yeah. The, that name and 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 having CrossFit Games champions, Masters yeah. champions. That that's means something. Yeah, so that's worth money. So I'm I'm certain that it'll be some sort of license. They wouldn't do it unless they were licensing it. I mean, we've talked about this before. It, it, this it's something that needs to happen in the yes. evolution of the sport. The the in the from the age group to the individuals to the teams. There there needs to be some bit of an update on all of that. You know, they right. To, I remember in thirteen uh, was my last year competing on the team before Froning qualified and, and went team. The te- the games. As a team in 2012 13, was literally sideshows comparison to the individuals. Like we had one little 10, the individuals had a massive 10. Yeah, so you moved on to teams? I, well, I'm just using this as an example of okay. like All the, right. the differences in what the experience is like. You know, you can right. tell like you're the opening, opening act. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But when 15 came around and Froning went on to the team, then we started getting a little bit more notoriety like the pro- we started going to the swims you know things like that like different programming came up well it became an opportunity well it became more of a draw for the media and yes. so therefore you know there's more inclusion and yeah. it, it became more significant as soon as phoning switched over and then noah and chandler are gonna are saying talking gonna about going to a team yeah let's transition into teams because i have some thoughts on that too and i'm going to quote someone that has been in it a long time at Diablo and he was, you know, ran our competition program here for a couple of years, was captain or team manager, if you will, um, who said, nobody cares about teams. And it, and you say, oh, well, people, of course people care about teams. And what he, what he means by that is the fans don't care about teams, the fans in general, mm-hmm. certainly affiliates. Like if, if yeah. you know, Diablo's had a team at the games many, many years. Yeah. Um, I should know that number right off the top of my head, but I don't. But anyway, we've like had six we've, times. Yeah, six times. We've six, we've had Jamie's been on it. Four I've been on times. it four times, and yeah. there was two teams prior to me. But the, it's we understand this to be true. This is a competition. This again, it's participatory. My affiliate is competing with another affiliate, and it was really painful for us when they started going to super teams because it's yeah. like, okay, well, what is this going to be? The, doing the super teams was. Um, for CrossFit chasing the shiny object, thinking that super teams would be more of a fan draw. And, and to, in their defense, testing that model mm-hmm. was a reasonable thing to do. Yeah. So let's see if we allow super teams, can we get more of a fan draw? And the reality is, and if you watch, you watch YouTube views. I mean, all you have to do is look at YouTube views of yeah. like individual events versus, versus team, events. team events. It falls off a fucking cliff. Yeah. And, and people, ju- because we don't know who the athletes are, we kind of don't understand the events. I think that's the hard part is well, there's sure. so many people out there and it's like, well, you're doing what while they do what? It's just right. 
it becomes just it's one of those components of a sport of making a sport enticing and there's like six or seven rules and one of those rules is it needs to be you need to easily understand it and you need to in in castro's actually i've heard him say this you need to get up out of your chair walk away from it go get a hot dog and a beer come back you know where you're at yeah well actually you know you need to go get like a paleo salad <laughs> in a uh coconut acebo yeah <laughs> yeah go get an acai bowl, acai bowl. yeah in a o2 <laughs> and then come back to your seat and understand what's going on yeah. and, and and pick up who's winning or who's not yeah, winning. You know exactly and that's very, very difficult with teams. Yeah. You know, that was something that Gridley tried to crack the code on and I you know it was pretty good. Well damn it. It was amazing. It was really good. I know it was amazing. So that, that's and if you look up on the and this is one of the reasons by the way that CrossFit has the rep count on the leaderboard. Mm. on the i'm sorry on the uh, video the display videos, video yeah. broadcast yeah. because that draws the fans in so they can see who's winning it's important to know who's winning when so you can get become part of the competition and mm-hmm. cheer and 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 uh and celebrate you know who's ahead or who's not yeah. anyway builds the excitement all builds, the way back to teams builds the drama if you're broadcasting teams you're setting up for teams think about the number and then think about the number of bodies right so you got what 30 teams on the floor 30 no 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 just in general 30 teams okay four athletes yeah so then now you got 120 more bodies on site that you have to deal with yep that's bathrooms that's uh, facilities training facilities that's equipment that's warm-up area warm-up area like all of that shit like in the size of your just the size of requirement for your event like cost of gear and in um apparel yeah you know it doesn't the, the, the size of your facilities doesn't doesn't double. That's true. Right? It's yeah. it's three times larger, mm. four times larger. <laughs> Hosting an event for 40 of the top athletes of 40 men and 40 women, that's right. That's, you know, what is it? It's uh, 80, right? Yeah, yeah. And instantly now you add another 120. Yeah. You think you've instantly more than doubled the size of your requirements for the event. So you can cut your cost dramatically. Mm -hmm. So the question is what happens to teams? So that's, this is entirely speculation because I haven't heard anything about it. And I think that's going to be the next shoe to drop. Affiliates like having teams, our athletes like, you know, participating Mm -hmm. in team events. They want to, you know, try to make it to semifinals as a team. They in our, you know, you know, we did, we, our fans love it when when we have a team we had a team down there this year it was awesome it was it's cool and it's fun to watch as an affiliate it's fun to support people within your gym that are moving on to the next level. yes um so the question is then what is like if crossfit's got a set cost because a lot of this Mm -hmm. is has to do with uh, budget management yeah i'm gonna make the crossfit we we all i don't care who you are if you think you can go out and get sponsors, oh, they just need to get more sponsors. Shut, <laughs> literally, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Jamie's done it. I've done it. We've tried to do all that for Grid League, and it's not an easy thing to do. No. And we've tried to do it for even local comps. Like it's an, yeah. And then getting them to commit and then getting them to pay. Yeah. And then and then understanding all the metrics that go behind it. You have to move to new CrossFit. And we're, at the level CrossFit's at, they have to move the needle. Someone's someone pays big bucks to sponsor the crossfit games they need to see results the following 30 days after that event happened Mm. they need to see in certain regions certain areas of the country did sales increase yeah what's the roi on it all yes what's the return on investment yeah on if i'm going to give you this money what's going to happen that shit is hard um anyway 
so CrossFit has to make it profitable. We all want that games to be profitable. We have to have the CrossFit games be tremendously profitable because the more success the CrossFit games has and profit-wise, the longer it stays, the more investment they're willing to put in it. And then like Don Fall says, that becomes our vehicle for telling the story that's happening in the affiliates. That's what gets the eyes. Yes. The eyes to the average person that has no idea what CrossFit is. Agree, Agree with it 100%. So what do you think they should do? Good question. I don't want, I hate dead air. Sorry about that. I, the, I well, go, go ahead. No. Wait, yeah. <laughs> you, you tell me your, you tell me yours. Cause I, I don't so, have anything formulated. Honestly, like teams are close to me cause I've always been on the team. Yes. You know, I enjoy it because I get the chance to go and represent our community and everybody else that we train with, you know, here is, is it's fun. Sure. But, when the CrossFit games, you're training for individuals, you're looking for the fittest men and women on the planet. You're looking for the fittest age group of that age. What the team is, it's not who's the fittest team. Right. You know, it, it, and at one point it was like, who's the fittest affiliate? And the affiliate cup, that, that died with the super teams. And I know that they've brought it back in some capacity, but it's still not the fittest affiliate cup. You still have people gathering in an area and making super teams it's not affiliate based i agree oh i know that i think for, i know that for a fact yeah we, it, well it's what they, always been no, like that yeah i know but but what they've said now is you just have to do the the open workouts with them and you have to do yeah no not the open you, you have, have to, to do, do the, the workout quarterfinals facility and seven facility. you don't yeah. have to be a member you don't no. have to do so there, i mean it doesn't bring anything back into the fittest affiliate it's not the fittest i no. think i think what it needs to do is they need to just scratch it and rebuild it as a team event where they're allowed to have some form of substitutions, whether it be in the event or, you know, hey, we're going to play so-and-so, so-and-so for this event so we can save so-and-so for this event. You know, back in... Back in the- so, what you're suggesting is more team strategy. Exactly. More not, strategy available. Not just yeah. straight so fitness. In 12, 13, there was... Um, in 14 also, you had... Two events for regionals. I'll just refer to regionals. You had two events per day. One of those events would have maybe two people competing, guy and girl. The other event would have all six. The next day, you would have four people competing in one. And you couldn't have the other two that did the same thing the day prior. So having the ability to kind of pick and choose who you're going to play, you know, it, it just opens up so much more room for, you know, strategy, which then brings excitement into the sport. Um, but I, th- I think that there needs to be definitely an overhaul in the team environment. And it- it's something that could go beyond just the open. Like you look at the team series, that's, that could be like an online open event, right? Then you build into maybe a quarterfinals or keep it somewhat regional. And then you have 10 teams compete at the games or their own games, not the CrossFit games. Yeah. There is certainly either CrossFit or another organization that could, I think, that, that that have really nailed down, like a lot of these that have really nailed down the management of these things that might be able to make team yeah. competition profitable. Yeah. One, you put the burden, of, you put the, the, the initial cost of participation, you make it high. And don't start singing me a song about how these athletes are broke ass and they can't afford it. There's numbers of ways for them to raise funds to pay for the event fees and travel. This is not uncommon in any other sport. You want a mountain bike, you want to do marathons. Yeah. 
holy shit remember we did that spartan race we did mm-hmm. the diablo went on did the spartan race and one of the it was it was i was just blown away one of how efficiently they run those things yeah, yeah. crazy you know ten thousand people through in a day yeah, it's wild. kind of thing it's wild really great experience and i felt like it was a small event but it wasn't it was massive but one of here's one of the things i noticed there were people walking around with you know all their medals and you could get if you do keep doing events you can make a full circle but then there are these guys who were walking around with these pizza Big plates pizza pans remember those yeah and i'm like what's that and the guy's like you know i did you know i don't know, like 50 races or 25 races this year or something like that or my so i've done my 100th race and i'm my first thought is that's impressive dude like yeah. really cool that you've done that my second thought was as i walked away from him was how much did that fucking cost <laughs> Right, sure you got the experience, but you had to pay for every right. entry fee. He had to go every entry fee, and then he had travel. to travel. Yeah, right. He guy was flying all over to do these things, oh, and I realized, like, you dude, you literally bought that pizza pan. That's like a that's like a ten thousand dollar pizza pan at a minimum. But the and that's okay. Yeah, that's his cool hobby. Yep. we all do that. I remember when my dog got run over. It was horrible, and I took him in to get him. To, to get surgery and my dog was nine years old and i'm vacillating back and forth like the surgery is going to be six thousand dollars i was like i can't like I, I go and i told my vet i go is it wrong for me to think like i love this dog and he goes well let me give you some perspective he goes i'm a like a weekend triathlete i do an event maybe two events a year i just bought myself a ten thousand dollar carbon fiber graphic but <laughs> carbon fiber bike and he goes and he goes and that thing's not going to be at my door or wagging its tail saying hello to me and i was like oh dude that was, a, that was exactly that was the sales pitch of the century like, done but but his point resonated yeah, with me because yeah. like that's what we do when we have hobbies yeah, yeah right don't ask my daughter how much she spent on video games or you know i mean yeah. it's like we and and that's what crossfitters do so you get all upset oh they don't have the money to transfer to figure it out like we, we all have fundraiser game nights yes remember we'd have game nights where we were all wearing bow ties yes and- diablo this year raised six thousand dollars around six thousand dollars for our athletes this year yeah to to travel down to Pasadena, we, we, we took we took care of their house and everything else with that money, and then and then part of it also went to Yvonne's travel airline flight. Mm, yeah, like so that was the balance of it, which is really cool. And our and members are businesses that sponsored. I gave them we give them coverage on this podcast. We give them like we put them on our website. We put them yep. on our Banners, Facebook group. Yeah, yeah we put yep. them a banner in the gym. Like it's all like they're eager to help yep. and support. Like there's ways to do this stuff. Mm. Again, we got way off topic, but. <laughs> Talking about teams, I agree. You yeah. want CrossFit Games to have the greatest coverage and the greatest attention and really celebrate that. You allow that event team that's managing the CrossFit Games just to focus on the top 40 men and women in yep. the world. Making that event special for four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Boom, that's it. Unbelievable event. You're going to get more people there because people aren't going to be starting. Oh, I got to go to the games. I got to go on Monday because yeah, the event starts the Tuesday. week. Yeah, yeah no. Boom, you start Thursday through Sunday. The event team has been there since Sunday. They haven't been distracted by all these old people complaining to them all, all week long, so they're exhausted by the time yeah. the, 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 I don't want to say the real athletes, but <laughs> the younger athletes show up. like The fittest of the fittest. The, the, event, the, 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 the event team is fresh. The, yeah. the judges, you got less judges there, and they're the best judges. And even just from a financial standpoint, like, having to rent out the space yeah having to 
yeah. man and, well, and bring in all the equipment. Media covers. Let's talk about media covers. So media That's, covers for the teams. But think about that. Here's what and I and I and I know what the what the issue is. One, you got all these TV trucks, right? Those are really yep. expensive to rent. Yep. There's like fifty, sixty thousand dollars a day per truck. Per truck, yeah. Then you got all the guys out there. And and if you go over a certain number of hours, a lot of these guys are union. Like some of these things, these people you hire, it depends upon so you're you know, paying overtime. Going. Yeah, so you got to pay overtime for these yeah. guys. And that's, you know, that was probably related to the master's issue, why they cut coverage there. It's yeah. it, all that stuff is expensive. Yeah. So you cut all that and you get it all focused on the best in the world. Then the games become, I think the games, especially now with the ESPN contract, just boom. Yeah, it'll take off. But let's, I, I I hope that they find someone to run teams. I do not want teams to go away. Make no, no mistake. No. I, Diablo enjoys teams. We love teams. We have amazing teams ourselves. We want to participate it. I don't care who's running it as long as it's a good event. Yeah. And our athletes will pay up and we'll raise the funds to send them there wherever it is. Except Europe. <laughs> or Asia. <laughs> They're on their own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> you can if if you're really good at editing. And you want to undermine our <laughs> podcast entirely? Just take the clips. Just take the clips and we'll post them, and you'll, put us, and you'll end us. Let's, I, I'm going to get rid of that PR. They're too big of a competition. Let's take some snippets that people that really offended people. These guys hate teams. They hate masters. <laughs> so controversial. So controversial. Anyway, we've gone like. 40 minutes and we've covered like two items that we were going to cover kind of two maybe like one and a half and this is always <laughs> happens but that was a fun conversation anyway so we, we've 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 solved all of crossfit's problems with respect to the games yeah this is what they should be doing to fix it. um i do let's since we're on game stay on games um we'll get to the other stuff we want i do want to get to the phoning topic because that's a cool one but let's i want to talk about um the results of the games and like the who they are and you know you this one's going to be another good one I, I thought of this one this morning when i was on my walk and i probably shouldn't think of things like this you know the noble came was at the games and they brought gear in and, yeah. and one of the things that some athletes noticed is some of the gear was the same gear as last, last year. year oh really yeah, yeah same gear and same color and, and that's yeah. okay i understand yeah. you got a lot of inventory of that stuff yeah. you know and and it's nice. It's already been make, branded. Make, make no mistake. It's already yeah. been branded. Make no mistake. It's really nice stuff, right? So, but it was some of it was the same stuff. And the, and the but the color theme was kind of the same too. Mm-hmm. Just kind of bland, kind of. I feel like Noble was always like that, though. Yeah, they have Since been even from the first year. Not like but, Reebok, but like got the, the bright orange, yeah, I know, or but, cherry red. Or, but here's here's what I thought, right? So the primary color is like beige. Yeah. Right, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful beige. Yeah. <laughs> but it's beige, right? It's not flashy. It's not. It's, and then we get the two winners, um, you know, uh, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Adler and uh, Laura Horvath. And I, all I thought was beige. Because <laughs> <laughs> right, they're not like animated, you know, the, like they're not colorful characters, colorful personalities. Like I, I really thought it was kind of ironic that the color <laughs> theme for the games was beige, and we have kind of beige, beige result- podium finishers, <laughs> beige podium finishers. That's terrible, <laughs> Harold. Don't clip that one. <laughs> oh man. So anyway, but but I love them both. Like Adler, Adler is. <laughs> 
it, so, there were some predictions that he was going to do well. I think on Savon's podcast, he talked about him. He was that kind of up and coming. And it was really cool. And the co- cool story of his coach, your first female yeah. coach, to coach an yeah. athlete, that's really, really cool. cool story, yeah. So I love that. And Laura Horvath worked her ass off. And yeah. she over, oh, what's more inspiring about Laura Horvath is her backstory of overcoming her weaknesses. Yeah. Like she had serious issues yeah. with her uh, being upside down. Yeah. And, yeah. She, and, and a lot of her Instagram, if you went back and looked at it, it, was a lot of it was her working on those things, grinding on those things. Yeah. And she overcame them to come and then end up at the top of the top of the podium. Adler did too. Um, and Adler benefited from, and everyone gets, you know, well, it should have been Krennikov. Sure. Krennikov probably should have won. Yeah. But he didn't. <laughs> and he should have, would have, could have. Because one of the things you didn't. have, one of the things you have to be is the, and this is especially true with masters. You have to be the healthiest yeah. Yeah. to finish. Like you have to survive all of those things. And he did not. He's lucky did. he was able to come back out on the floor and continue oh, yeah. on without being withdrawn. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting that they didn't medically pull him. So we're going to have on Sean Rocket. He agreed to come on our podcast. And Sean Rocket, you know, I think was probably the first doctor to look at his ankle. That medical team, by the way, again, anybody bitches at the, you know, about what happens there at the games and the service they have, I can tell you one thing where they do not skimp. That medical team there is top notch. It is. There's a woman, Lynn Knappen, I think, in Navon's age group that she broke her toe uh, coming down from the rope climbs. I think it was the rope climbs where she, she said she already had a broken toe before. Yeah, she already had one yeah. broken toe and then she broke another one yeah. on that event. And she finished, she finished the event, but she, I think she withdrew in the last event. But anyway, she was there afterwards in the area. And she's, Yvonne's like, well, you're going to get surgery. You're going to do anything or cast it up or have to go to the doctor when you go home. She goes, no, they took care of it here. They did everything here. They x-rayed it, boom, set it, the whole thing. They had a boot on her. She goes, I'm done. They've she got goes, quite the goes, setup. They are amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Which is really nice to know, considering like when people try to use that whole cross for things dangerous, it's like, no, it's not. And they're taking like beyond extra precautions to make sure these athletes are safe. Right. You know, even if it's, hey, you are unable to work, we're going to keep you out of the competition so you don't, you can continue. Yeah. So in the past, they've done that, right? They don't allow them to participate. Yeah. Now, um, in the case of, no, and that was, um, uh, Miranda, as I say, you're for Miranda's knee. Yeah, Miranda Alcaraz and her knee. Like she was told, she had to, you know, withdraw, and they withdrew because it had she competed with the torn anterior cruciate. That was like that was a damage. team event. I, I Everybody had to do something. Where oh, that's Krennikov, right. he was a sole person, and it wasn't like he couldn't squat below parallel. Right. I mean, he went out there and did fucking double under his single, single leg. Foot, yeah. Like he still did the workout as well, it was prescribed, and, and and it ended up saving him a yeah. shit ton of money. Yeah, like he withdraws, he gets what seven thousand bucks. They said, yeah, versus you know, thirty-five how, if he wherever well, he fi- wherever he would have fallen. To, yeah, but he ended up third. I know, which is incredible. Yeah, so that's a significant amount of money. So I'm sure it was financial as well. But anyway, and yeah. he didn't further damage himself. Yeah, he, he did enough. He did the minimum work requirements that needed to be done. So that was cool. All the way back to to Adler, um, he deserved what he got. He was an amazing guy. Yeah. And he's going to be tough to beat because he's just, you know what he reminds me of? He's just one of those kind of head down grindy guys. Mm-hmm. That's what he, that's my perception of him. Is, when you see what he's done too in the last year, like that, yeah. he was one of, one of my picks to, to win it. You know, okay. it, was, it was Medeiros, Krennikov, and then Adler. It's a good time to mention the Heat One app now available yeah. on Apple and in, it's a perfect time. Google Play. Um, 
and that was he was he was one of my higher picks on the top 10 um and it was the due to the fact that like he had put in a lot of work over this last offseason like, yeah. winning the, the 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 ruck at the um the rogue invitational yeah, yeah yeah oh that's right and having the strength like those like when you start seeing those two <laughs> areas combined oh that's yes. that's a good sign yeah that's a good sign right yeah. good strength and then able and to win the, the an endurance, endurance event yeah you get those two combinations yep so um i'm gonna jump off topic a little bit on this um so that was awesome jeff congratulations congratulations to your coach the um, I listened to the Justin Medeiros. He does. Yeah. A, he like he does like a video log. I thought that was really cool. That they did yes. That. I'm so almost wondering if that was. Well, it's going to be a regular thing. He is said. it? Yeah, well, yeah. they said that they were going to make it like a, a blog or vlog thing yeah, yeah. out of it. But I'm almost wondering if if um, Adam maybe had any kind of insight or or kind of say, hey, why don't you put this out there? Because coming back from something, you've he's already had such a huge um, spotlight on him. You know, yeah. two times games returning favored to win and then kind of has a really rough first day um to come back from something like that mentally you know being able to like talk it out in a broadcasted environment i almost wonder if that was maybe Intense. strategic as oh, far as like this is part of your recovery and and coming to terms with what happened and what what do you what do you think the biggest reason for him not finishing on the podium was if you had to say one thing or two things and I have an opinion. I think lifestyle might have a little bit of a factor. Okay. As far as it's interesting as uh, I thought that, you know, relationship based yep. and you know, that, that that's always going to play a factor in just life in general. Right. So he had a dramatic change. Life there. changed his lifestyle. I don't know if he was training full time at Fort Vancouver. Yeah. He was time around. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he said it going into it like, feeling slightly off nutritional wise yes, and not that feeling was interesting that was kind of like dude you've been here before like you should know this yeah especially coming from a wrestling background like you understand how important nutrition is right um but then there's the factor of like he gets knocked over a couple times on the bike and that that could deter like any kind of momentum that you're trying to generate from the so first. you gave like four answers dude. sorry you gave me three i gave you four <laughs> I got, you said you got one. I, I'm making I up do. yours. I, so I listened to the whole thing, and yeah, all of those too. things he covered in some yeah. sense. And yeah. it's, and I and I it was that's why that that's why that vlog was good because I thought yeah. they were very ac accurate things. Like oh yeah, relevant uh, stuff. Yeah, I, like I saw it. We saw those things yeah. that he talked about. The one that I think was the hardest, though, that I really, if I had to point to, if I could like change all of those things, if I just had one thing to point at, was that he finished higher in that cyclocross race. Had he finished that for that that cyclocross race, had he finished in like fifteenth or above, I think Justin would have stood on the podium because Same. I think that event smashed him mentally, yeah, physically too, yeah. But I think it it mentally set him back it's hard i mean you think about it like if he went into that already feeling somewhat nutritionally like depleted yeah. i mean you've been on a bike imagine yeah. imagine falling off and you're like now your adrenaline takes over and you're trying to play catch up and you're riding on grass it's not we, an efficient we, we, um, we have a member here at diablo that is an experienced cyclocross racer um he was a top crit cyclist competitive cyclist yeah. for most chris. of most of chris yes chris yeah. chris mccurry and well, i talked to him a little bit about the cyclocross racing he goes dude cyclocross is very 
very hard. Yeah. And it's, he goes in, it's, and it's, it's demanding physically. Mm-hmm. And plus they're getting beat, you know, the, the vibrations of the, of the uneven terrain and then having to get off switch, get a switch. And it was 40 minutes. When you think of like volume, like repetition wise. Yeah. There's 40 minutes of constant engagement. Yes. Like it's not like well, you're so. doing eccentric, concentric movement patterns. You're actively stabilizing. It's yeah. like an isolated hold throughout the whole time while yeah. working oh, yeah. aerobic. Right. Condition. That's well said. So that I think was the, like the number one thing. Had he finished in 15th or higher, he'd, I think Justin would have had enough confidence. Yeah. Like he could overcome all the other stuff. But yeah, that, and by the way, watch that. So I don't know, just on YouTube, just type mm-hmm. Justin Medeiros. His podcast will come up. Watch that one because it was really good, really yeah. introspective. Yeah. And so was Ellie Turner's commentary too. Yeah. She was really good as well to give you some like, perspective like I said, on her experience. I almost wonder if Adam kind of encouraged that oh, in, yeah. in a way to just as a coach, like here, here's one way you can overcome so you're not in your head for future. Good point. Because now he said, like you said, I can come back as an underdog again. Yeah. It's cool. Um, the, um, so we talked about, uh, Adler talked about Laura. I did want to mention, and we talked about Krennikov. Amazing. Like that was the, by the way, that was a seminal moment of the games. I thought like his, like just who doesn't love Roman Krennikov? Like, well, after everything he's been through just to try to compete at the games. Yeah. And then, and then like he's out there. And I feel like he's just getting robbed every time. Cause like, you know, for three or four years, he couldn't even get to the country to compete when he was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's so damn charming. Yeah. And anyway, so, um, the other one that one of my favorites and one of my picks, um, was Ariel Lowen. Yeah. And here's a mama too, that last year went to the games kind of on a whim. She did semifinals. She, she was called her semifinals and she said she, yeah, she was classic. classic. And she said, I wanted to go to the semifinals so I could get the sign so she could hang up in her gym. <laughs> and then she ended up making the games last yeah. year. And then she came back this year and she's standing on the podium with two kids. So everybody talks about, Oh, the mom, she, mom's two kids? The mom, she, she has two kids. Oh shit. She's a remarkable woman. Yeah. Her podcast, by the way, if you get a chance, I would go listen to her podcast with Savon. Oh, yeah. And yeah. not to pump up Savon any more than he needs to be pumped up. <laughs> but that podcast is particularly good because yeah. she's just very revealing, talks about her lifestyle, talks about her husband, talks about what they do, where they live, the property they have, and taking their dogs and her family. Like She sounds just like... A regular person. Yes. She sounds like an average Jane. Average. <laughs> Not somebody who's revolving no. their life around yes, training and totally. nutrition. And it's so She's raising a awesome. family. <laughs> and she's terrifically humble. Yeah. Like she doesn't, it's, it's so cool. It is. That was, a, that, I think that was another big win for the CrossFit Games. Yes. As far as like oh, yeah. being able to highlight, yeah. you know, just, I don't want to say normal person. Right. You know, she's second fittest person right on the planet. she's Third very fittest yeah in my mind she's very unbeige <laughs> so thanks ariel yeah um then next uh we talked oh we talked to phillies for 2024 we talked about masters and then rogue invitational is coming up so you won't you the next big competition is the rogue invitational and that's cool and that is that these athletes get invited no but mm-hmm. they basically invite the top of the leaderboard top of, it's like the top leaderboard then they backfill a little and bit. and they run a great event in austin texas mm-hmm. texas again yeah rogue the theme the theme <laughs> you know austin could be a good town too to do it yeah. in. although the the problem with the only issue with austin i think is the travel too because it's usually connected. is it another one of those yeah it's good it's an inner it's an international airport but it's not not a real major international, international airport, airport. Yeah. yeah so in the airport's beautiful and it's nice and everything but i think uh, fort worth is just much easier more, way more direct flights mm-hmm. 
which isn't far from no. for, uh, Austin. No. Though. Oh, here's what here's what I was going to say. This is a good transition into to change the subject. Um, it's if it is Fort Worth, and I, that's probably why I'm talking about it so much, is because I kind of want it to be. One, yeah. I love Texas. Yeah. I lived there for six years with Yvonne and and uh, my daughter. That's you know, my daughter was born just out across the border in in Leesville, Louisiana, but she was raised in Texas first you know, five years of her life or for three years of her life. And then we moved to California and ruined her. <laughs> but anyway, Texas, Texas is an amazing place. And so I kind of want to go there, but here's what's cool from an RV perspective. It's closer than Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah I know. It's, it's Especially like a, Charlotte. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I could wait around here with Texas yeah. Charlotte, Charlotte. If we're doing RV at Charlotte and what, I want to talk about the RV experience yeah. overall, because the RV experience is really cool. If you're going to go to the games, you really want to get into the games, do the RV yeah. experience. It'll take you back to Aroma's time when we're all together in the yeah. dirt, dirt lots. And, but the Texas is like, it's a 15, 16 hour drive total. And it's so doable. It's, you know, it's hot as hell because you got to come across New Mexico, Arizona. Yeah. And then into, uh, into West, West Texas, Texas and across West, said, yeah. across West Texas, like crossing three States just takes forever. Yeah. Like when is a sagebrush going to end? <laughs> um, and, but it's great, great country, God's country down there. Um, but anyway, so, so but they and they have great facilities so from an rving perspective it's awesome yeah right it's great and then there's tons of rv rental down there if you want to rent rvs there's a zillion different places i yeah. i actually owned an rv rental business in austin texas uh, in austin yeah in austin not in dallas but i knew my counterpart was good friends with my counterpart that owned it in in dallas got it so you got you got a kind of a franchise there and you can uh... well yeah so, so all, there's all Pro, kinds of, our promo codes coming yeah. out soon. <laughs> yeah, I do not own that business anymore. As a matter of fact, I don't think those businesses are around anymore. Out, all those online services took yeah. them, took them over. Anyway, coming back to that, RV experience is cool, but um, it is work. Like, so you know, my daughter and I on the way out, we plan to see. You know, we, I don't want to just drive out to the games. You know, just I'm not that guy that can sit 15 hours behind a wheel. I've got to break it up. And so the best way to break it up is to stop at the national parks or yeah. cool, cool venues or sites or stop and see friends, which we did all of that. And it's, and it's an amazing experience, but make no mistake. You're going to, and I saw Matt Schendel Decker pop on and uh, he'll tell you our, our RVing is work. You know, you're, you're yeah. getting up in the morning, you're packing up your house <laughs> to drive down the road. You're literally packing up your house. Like you know, all the stuff that's comfortable to yeah. make. A, you look at these guys, you pull up an RV park and they've got these amazing setups and you're like, that is cool. Like, like the big fifth wheelers. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Big fifth wheels or, or the big buses, but they got the nice set of the awnings out the chairs, yeah. out the yeah. tables. They got outside TVs. They got outside cook kitchens, like pulled out from the thing. And it's amazing. You're like, holy crap. That's like nicer than home. Oh, there are many, many of them are nicer yeah. than your house. Yeah. And it's just like outdoor camping. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you're traveling, you got to pack that shit up every day, put it away, lock it up, make sure it doesn't move around. Everything's got to be clean. You can't leave your grill unclean. Like, did you, did you pull everything out? Every no. Stop? So you learn, like you get efficient on, yeah. the, on the way back, man. It's just like, literally like yeah. I, I didn't pull anything out. Like, <laughs> Here's a chair. We can sit outside for a minute. That's it. I had one chair readily available. Oh yeah. A cup of coffee, boom. We're on the road. You yeah. Gotta go. Like you look, you adapt. Yeah. But you know, you go to the games and you put out the ground cover, you put out the thing and then you, then you're, then you get seven, you know, seven days later, you got to pack it all back up. And that yeah. day of pack up, like it took us a good half a day. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, guys were working on that one. For oh a yeah. And we're help. I'm helping Matt load up his tra trailer. 
I swear, I swear, I helped. Oh, well, you helped move the trailer yeah. so we could look yeah, I did easily. Help and all of that stuff, you got to make everything packed up. So you got to be prepared. It, RVing is not complete rest and relaxation. Yeah. You, you come back from an RV trip and you're a little spent, you know, mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. It is an awesome experience. Like coming out in the morning, you know, especially if you stay for a couple of days, like we stayed two days in Zion's and we stayed two days in Breckenridge. That's awesome. It is in the RV parks are getting better and better and better. The facilities are so accommodating. They have flat lots. You know, you, you, you learn to pick RV places that have flat spaces that you can pull through. So they're level. So you don't have to park. Yeah, they're level. And then you look for cement pads or asphalt pads because it's just clean. Yeah. And it's easy to pull in. You want, you know, all of your plumbing and then you want, you know, sewer dump there. So it's yeah. all like right there. The, and they're getting better and better. And then they have great views. So you come in and you, in the morning you come out, you open up, and then you got, you're having your coffee in some place like Breckenridge, Colorado on a lake. It's just, it's really cool. Yeah. Those, that's the, that's the neat thing. And then RV people in general, you go to these parks, you go anywhere. And you, especially at the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Are, um, they're really, it's a community. It's really helpful people. Yeah. You got something wrong with your RV? They'll, you know, ask the guy next to you. He'll probably have the tool or he's probably gone through got that experience. Part, yeah. Here's a fix that you can use yeah. for the meantime. I'm going to say it's like hauling your house, right? So you got all your stuff, all your gear and all your stuff, but it's not built like your house. They, I don't care what RV it is. I don't care what, how much money spent on your RV. Even a stream yard? Or stream, stream yard? Airstream. Airstream, thank you. Yeah, even an airstream. Stream yard. I'm stream yard. Yard. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, airstream's better. But I guarantee, but all of them. Heavy shit though, right? Yeah, heavy shit. But they all break. They all yeah, got, they, yeah. they weren't put together like your house. Yeah. They're thin because they got to use light materials. It, well, it's like you, you build a house on a foundation. Yes. There is no foundation on a trailer. That's right. It's, you got an axle. Yeah. You got an axle on a, <laughs> and a steel beams and then they build it with really light material because yeah. you don't want to pull something heavy because trucks can't pull yeah. it. Right? And you got to yeah. get a good gas punch. So these things shake, vibrate, move around, stuff breaks, plumbing comes loose. Like mm. everything, everything happens. You will have everything happen to you. And you got to, you just got to be prepared. You got to have the toolkit. You got to talk to other RVers. You got to watch YouTube videos. Fortunately, like, you know, I started way back when, but yeah. you know, now, now you can go on and watch YouTubes. Yeah. But I still, as many years as I've been doing it, still make mistakes. So like, we got this toy hauler trailer. It's a, it's basically, a, I got a small version of a, one of those big toy haulers, like a small version because it has a gate that comes down, yeah. uh, the ramp that comes down the back and you make a deck. Pretty sweet little patio. Yeah, sweet little patio. That, that's the new thing. Now everybody wants the patio. Yeah. And it's and it's a great idea. I, some guy with a toy hauler said, hey, why don't we just cable this off and make Stop it a deck? Stop it here instead yeah. of all the way through. Yeah. That, <laughs> literally, that's how decks came on, on RVs. Right. So then they put fences in around. It's really cool. Anyway. All it so mine's you know it's a it's it's you know it's a moderately cost like it's it's a reasonably cost vehicle. Um, oh Matt, I don't, still don't have. Oh. You're keeping it ready for uh, Texas. <laughs> oh wait a minute, put that back up. Put that back up. <laughs> I saw the Chipotle, yeah. dude. <laughs> Chipotle was the ongoing joke. I got, I don't eat Chipotle that often. Like rarely eat Chipotle. Yeah. These guys saw me madness crew and his, and his, uh, what to say it's your daughter-in-law. Yeah. Um, she would not let go of the Chipotle. Every time I got something, she goes, going to get Chipotle, going to get Chipotle. (laughs) And then Chipotle pretty soon became like, Go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Go get Chipotle. Go get Chipotle. Okay. Anyway. That was an ins- inside like RV park joke. Some bitch. So 
the where we oh so the decks on RVs right so that's really cool yeah. um and then what it, and why Yvonne liked and why we got that is because then you can put the ramp down you can load stuff in the back so you get this easy, big door because yeah. most RVs you look at these big you look at those big million dollar buses I want everyone to look the next time you're driving you see one of those big RVs go, oh that'd be cool to live in look at the door you got to get into it. <laughs> In the stairs. There's steep and stairs. Anything else you yeah. want to bring in. Yeah, and then it. think about everything that you want to bring in there. All your food, all your drinks, and everything else. Every time you travel. like because And you got to empty that stuff out. You can't leave it in there. Yeah, no. No, no. when you park it for a couple months, you're not going to leave the food in there. You got to take it all out. <laughs> and you take it through that one door. And it's and like and if you got dog crates and dogs and all that, like it's just a big pain in the ass. Yeah. And those things have great storage underneath. That's awesome. But yeah. you don't want to when you're in the RV, you want hey, can you go down outside, yeah. go underneath, and pull especially up the, when you're driving it around, right? Well, yeah, especially when you're driving around. So anyway, so we got the the one with the with the toy hauler. So the only reason I don't have toys, I put I put bikes in there, but yeah. but, but we put it so we can have a ramp to load shit, and yeah. it's so great. Just load crate crates. I don't know where I was going with this, but anyway, the RVs set up the experience. Yeah, yeah, the experience the lifestyle. Is, yeah. It's a lifestyle. It right? is like yeah, it is. You get to, you get to wake up in a very cool spot, but you pay for it in a different way. You pay Ooh. for it in your time. Well, well said. Yeah. I mean, it's and you got to be able to fix it. So anyway, yeah. so we're driving out. Yeah, oh, this yes. time. Oh yeah, we're driving out trailer in, in Nebraska, and this is the first time this has happened to me. Tools, huh? Yeah, it was 106, and I was going too fast. I was going seven over seven. I was going like 72 because it was on Highway 80. There wasn't very many people, right? Yeah. But it was hot as hell, and I didn't. I just you can't do that with the trailer tires. You can't do that. And I got a blowout on my trailer. So I pull off all of a sudden, like, okay, here's a learning experience for my daughter. I'm going to teach my daughter how to change a tire on the side of a freeway. This could be awesome. I was scared. Was it was, I was it on scared the right hand side? Dude, scared the passenger that. side or no, the driver's side? It was on the driver's side. Uh, okay. Oh yeah. That was like because I got out. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be great. I'll do it. And then I'm standing on the freeway as the as the semis go by at like 75 miles an hour because it's like an 80 mile yeah. an hour, one of those 80 mile an hour freeways. Like, oh. So then I pulled it up, I pulled it further off the road. Yeah. That helped a little. Good move. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, now where's the stuff? Okay, so I look, I go, I remember seeing I know this trailer has a tire, spare tire, it's underneath. Like, okay, cool. How do I get that down? Ooh, it needs a wrench. Where's the wrench? Go scour the trailer. And when it's 106 degrees outside and you're outside unpacking all your shit uh, on the side of the road. There's no air conditioning that. happening. It's no, just stale dude, air. Dude, I was just melting out there. Melting. And then and I could and there's I'm like and then I'm pulling out the manual for the RV and like there's no lug wrench. How is there no lug wrench? Yeah, because they don't do that. They just give you the tire and you're expected to go get those things afterwards. But like I talked to multiple people who told me that they, like even even in the like the Tacoma has uh, the yes, freaking I know so so my GMC so, so that was my first thought okay cool I'll go in my truck no big deal I'll overcome this Craig you do this we only spent twenty minutes in the hundred and six degree heat scouring the trailer reading manuals and everything else sweating cussing swearing my daughter got to learn That's a great experience for Alana yeah a great experience yeah, she learned how to uh, <laughs> to stay far away from me in those types of situations. So we get the truck. So I go in my truck. I'm like, okay, cool. So now I got to take shit because you got the truck all packed up for traveling for long hours. This so it's got a bunch of shit in it, yeah, right? And I got yeah, a, my yeah. the, my daughter's little dog. I want to say my daughter's little dog, but it is our dog, little Chihuahua. We move, we get that out, and I get in. I pull out the stuff, and I'm like, okay, cool. And I get that all, out, and I go out there and I set it out on the side of the road. I set it out, and then I get my orange vest on because I don't want to get run over. I want someone to at least see me before they run me over. And I get the wrench and I start and I, and I pull out the lug wrench. First thing I want to do is lug wrench. I'm like, cool, it's got a pump jack so I can use that. No Did big you jack deal. it up yeah. too already? No, I didn't jack it up. Okay. You, know, you got to lose some the yeah, bolts yeah, for yeah, jacket. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Go to put the lug wrench on it. Doesn't fit. It's too big. Fuck. 
Yeah, at that point I had, I literally, almost literally just threw a temper tantrum right there on the side of the road. <laughs> so I get, like, okay, I got all this stuff out and I hate when stuff's out. And then you got to put it back, and but you've done nothing. You've accom- you've moved yeah. the needle zero yeah. on the dial. Just time. Yeah, so I get back and, yeah, just time went yeah. by. So and that's what you start thinking about, like, oh, now I'm going to arrive at my destination yep. at this time. Yep. Get back in the car, calm down. I go, okay, cool. I go, Lana, um, text your mom and ask her what our roadside assistance number is and i was like it was i was i was literally like i was thinking i'm a failure in my daughter's eyes (laughs) because she's like she's kind of rolling her eyes why would it she you know she's thinking what it didn't work so she was able to text her and then i'm like okay i have zero cell service like we were able the fact the fact that we're cell service sucks by the way well yeah at&t is terrible by the, in Midwest, AT and T works great. Right, Alana was able to get a message off. Yeah, she got a message off, but that's it. Uh, and then we couldn't. And so then I'm trying to pull up internet, you know, the, any mm-hmm. type of service or anything. Oh, I'm, oh, I was trying to. She gave us the uh, Yvonne gave us the the road the Progressive the insurance number yeah, so we yeah, could yeah, contact Progressive. Yeah. I can't even get internet. Can't even get a, I'm like, oh no. And so pull Alana, out the Musk. <laughs> you pull out Starlink to try to. <laughs> I, I could have done that. Like, I th- yeah. and I thought about doing that, but again, you start worst thinking, case scenario, worst case scenario. I could have yeah. gotten internet. Yeah. Alana goes, Hey, you know, that looks like down the road about a, about a mile. She goes, that looks like an exit. Cause we were on 80 and there was, there was nothing. Yeah. And I go, no, it's not. She goes, and then she goes, uh, and she got Google map. maps. So she goes, it's an exit. I go, okay. To where? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, Cause so there's uh, on this one, I've, it's, got a, a wheel. it's a double axle. <laughs> you still got one. Double axle, I got one wheel. I go, I'm doing it. That, and I looked at the tire was already ruined anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, and, re, you're not, you're and not I go, and I got in and got a lawn. I go, we're driving down to that exit. Hold on on the <laughs> side of the road. Emergency hazards on, but yeah. I just cruise. I go, it may take us half an hour. I go, I don't care. I'm getting off this freeway. Yeah. Fortunately we did. As soon as I got off the freeway, hundred percent like cell service, like everything. I just had to move roadside assistance. I just had to move. So I solved the problem. Was this the same day that the battery died? No, it was after the battery died. That was in Breckenridge, Colorado. That was another thing that died. So you bat you don't want your trailer battery, the one that to die the house, completely. The house power. Yeah, it doesn't even yeah, because even if you're plugged in, like stuff yeah. doesn't work. Because it, yeah. it it what the plugging in does, it just power, it gives you juice to power the battery and the and that runs your your RV. All these things you learn. Yeah. The hard way. Anyway, I get back to all the way back to what Jamie Lee said. And then the one thing you got to deal with in the RV parks is dumping your tanks. Your Every morning, you got you, you dumping get, your ish. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to carry all the water, all the gray water you use from it's showers and weight. everything else. It's extra weight. Yeah. You want to get rid of this because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. weight on the tires and everything else yep. and the gas mileage and everything else. And then the other thing is the black tank, which is, you know, your toilet. And that process is not like, it's not a real like super efficient process. Like, it's like unplug like steps, release the valve, everything else, and you get it out of order and you'll do like I did in Yosemite <laughs> last year or Yellowstone Park in the evening. Did you do that last dark. year? Yeah, last year. Was, was that like, on the way to the games last year? It was on the way back. Oh, even better. <laughs> yeah, even better. Standing there and I didn't, my, and don't do it in your sandals and always have rubber gloves. And I didn't have either of those. <laughs> oh, shit. Literally dumped the black tank. Literally just came open, nothing connected boom flowing out <laughs> hot warm <laughs> or just warm water flowing over my feet in this and it's the smell of a black tank that's been traveling and slushing around in your rv <laughs> oh it was just, it was horrible absolutely horrible that's like i terrible fought back vomit and and it was but anyway so and i like i said to people if you're ever gonna rv you should know like it's an awesome experience of the games it is rent and yeah. by by all means if you're ever thinking about buying one your wife you're dreaming about it and like hey this we're gonna do this someday yeah yes yeah, rent one first and go on yeah. one yeah 
see if your wife's on down for all this yeah. or your husband if you're thinking woman thinking about it see if your husband's down for it <laughs> it's got to be a full buy-in yeah it's it. gonna be a five bull buy full buy-in <laughs> Like, and, like, and, like we and, said, it's it's a lifestyle. And, and as soon as you do make the choice, make the choice right away. Who's dumping the black tank? And that person, you you've got that job for the rest of your career as an RV driver. <laughs> My wife's not getting not getting near that thing. My daughter's not getting near that thing. I'm doing it. Yeah. So make that, and then it's awesome, and then yeah. then it's great. And yeah. Christy and I, we've talked about um, because we we definitely want an RV and go to wherever the games is, so hoping that it's in Texas. We yeah. have to drive all the way out to freaking Charlottesville. Yeah. Uh, not, Charlotte, Charlotte. Um, but we, we, we want, we, we've always had a, a lot of talk. I mean, we've borrowed my parents' pop-up trailer and, and really enjoy it, but needing something a little bit yeah, bigger, you bigger, two kids and with a toilet, like that's, the, yeah. that's the one thing it's like, well, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you got to deal with that. But no, you, if you're remote, then uh, that, in RV it's places a, too, the, what's nice about RV parks is they have showers. Yeah. They're really not usually have really nice facilities, bathrooms and showers. Yeah. And I'll use those just cause I do, it's kind of crowded. It's, in the it's, RV is less on yeah. the trailer. Yvonne too. won't Yvonne yeah. and my daughter, boom, they're in the RV. Well, that was the cool thing about the games this year was, you know, this last year I was in a hotel, so I had to commute, commute to the, um, the games, find parking, get out. And then to go back to the, the hotel, I had to go back out and then deal with the traffic to get now this year. Walk in and out of the RV. Oh center. my god, it was amazing. No, that really is for the game experience. You're you're staying in the park with other CrossFitters. Yeah. Everybody's got there's. Oh, you you wake up five. in the morning. There's people running, yeah, doing kettlebell swings. Yeah, there's people that are working out, and there's there's facilities like and and CrossFit Crave. Matt Schindeldecker brings a whole rig, yeah. and people come and work out. You hang out, you're shooting the shit, talking CrossFit, and then when you want to go watch an event. Just walk right in. Five minutes early, you just walk right into the event yeah. from the back doors. It's and they had that's a so whole convenient. bunch of showers too. So yeah. that was also kind of nice. Oh, yeah, to yeah, not yeah. have to do that. Yeah, the CrossFit Games yeah. brought like po- really nice portable showers yeah. and nice bathrooms. Yeah, though not enough of them, but it was still yeah. cool. Yeah, it's plenty of showers, not enough toilets. Yeah, not enough toilets. So anyway, it, it's it's a it's an awesome experience and 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 really second to none. So just the first time you yeah. do it, rent decide decide if this is something you want to do. Before you and I'm it. hoping that this is going to be something that we can continue on with the next game. yes like, I, I really it, hope so this one of those things i don't want to go away i don't want yeah. the rv process to go away yeah. it, I, I was a little bummed at the semifinals we couldn't do that mm-hmm. and i get it you know, well, if if it is a spot will we have another og party oh yeah that's sick i've already been people already been telling me og parties happening every that's an annual event yeah that's that's awesome it is and we'll be hosting it that's amazing so um but anyway so that's crossfit games rv and the crossfit games the last the the last thing well we don't have to talk about this last thing actually two more things if you, you got time how's your time yeah, i'm time because i want to talk about the cross the crossfit main site has uh oh opened up the programming for the crossfit main site is is two changing week, two week intervals two week intervals and you know we can talk i want to talk about that a little bit before we talk about that though um i want to pull up um do you have uh um, Instagram open. Can you pull up uh, Rich Froning's? Um, the, Rich, the, Rich Froning's his, bike uh, his post of the, the bike race. Pull up. I'm gonna pull up something on mine too, but I don't. I can't. I don't think I can share a picture. I don't know if I can share a picture. I, I got you. But you can share. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, there it is. So that top one, the the top left. Yeah, yeah. So Rich Fernandez, and I don't know the whole backstory was why he decided to do this. Um, What 
here's what I know is he did the Leadville 100 mm-hmm. uh, mountain bike race and Chris McCreary, who's a, who's been a, in and around elite cycling in the Bay area. And if for anyone that doesn't know the Bay area, especially here in the East Bay is home to some of the best triathletes in the world. And Chris has been, uh, Chris is actually, was a uh, manager for some of the best mm-hmm. athletes in the world. Um, try this. So he knows, and he knows this race. He has friends that ride this race. And he approached me yesterday. He goes, Hey, did you see Rich Froning's accomplishment in Led- Leadville on her. Said, yeah, it was pretty impressive. He goes, No, dude, you don't understand. Like, that is one of the most elite races in mountain biking. Oh, really? Um, it's known as like kind of the pinnacle and one of the hardest races. So it's a hundred mile race. Um, in Leadville, Colorado. Leadville, by the way, is at ten is at ten thousand. Leadville itself is at ten thousand feet in Colorado. Oh wow. And he finished in eight thirty-two. He goes, to finish under nine hours is at the top of the top. And he goes, in in and what that means to the what that means to the mountain bike ray world is like what? Some yeah. CrossFit bro? This guy that's jacked, um, can you know, snatch you know, close to 300 pounds, maybe probably could still be, over 300. Yeah. And yeah. can clean and jerk, you know, 365, 375 or yeah. whatever it is he does. Yeah. And then comes out like we saw him training in the RV park, mm-hmm. doing yeah, bodybuilding stuff, bike. lifting, doing CrossFit and then go for a bike ride. Yeah. And then go for a bike ride. And then did this, this Leadville race Yeah, and finished in eight thirty two fifty eight. You know, it's when you think of, it's unbelievable. Past games champions. Yeah. And there's always the argument who's fitter, Fraser or Froning. Yeah. This is a perfect example. It's Froning. Yeah. Why it's, it, I mean, it, it, that is hands that is, down. Like he, he has taken his, taken his fitness outside of, I mean, he went on yeah. the team. Then he goes and wins or competes. In I this. would, I would argue that this a moment, this, this, this event. Um, and I love to poke fun at Rich mm-hmm. Froning just because he's so amazing and I'm so jealous. <laughs> The this event here, this accomplishment does more for CrossFit. CrossFit. Yeah. The methodology. Yeah, the methodology validation yep. of CrossFit and of course his his incredible fitness mm-hmm. than even the CrossFit games. Yeah. It's it's really remarkable. It's that impactful for people that in the endurance world, in cycling world, and especially in the mountain biking world, to 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 see this Mm -hmm. this is it's it's really remarkable and i hope i'm i'm certain you know rich has a really good media team um um run by rory mckernan yeah and so i know that there'll be more on this coming but and you can if you go through the comments like matt chan commented in there and he said uh, people just don't understand how significant this really is Oh really? Yeah. Say so same thing, and that's what Chris. Well, McCur- I mean, to hear from Chris. Well, that's, that's what, well, that's what Chris McCurry said to me too. Because people don't know how how amazing this is. So it's really cool. So if you see, if you go to Rich Froning's page and see this, it really is an an incredible accomplishment. Yeah. He probably well guaranteed he was probably the most jack guy out there. Oh, McCurry sure. said the guys that train this. He goes, he goes these guys are big. They got some massive legs. Yeah, they got massive legs, but they're really light. They want to, They have to be light because they're powering that mass around. You know, hundred I mean, miles. Mountain bikers are built a little bit different too than they are. cyclists. Sure. Um, I know. I would agree with that. And, I mean, but still, especially coming out after the you know all the competition in the CrossFit Games. Like I, I was racing mountain bikes, and that's kind of what got me into CrossFit in the right. first place. Was like, oh man, this this feels very similar as right. far as stimulus. Um, and I would, I would agree with that as well. And I like your comparison, right? You're in a plank, you're, you're constant, it's, it's you're constant constantly tension. moving, constant tension. I mean, it's, it's more, it's like the C2 bike versus an echo bike. 
Yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> the echo bike, you've got to use your upper body. You're right. climbing, you're, 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 you're descending down tra yeah. technical trains. Yeah. Uh, the accurate, I mean, you think of the 10 fundamental skills of fitness. Right. There's more components that in mountain biking than there is in road cycling. No question. But no, that's, that's awesome. So anyway, so we'll, uh, th that's an, that's an incredible thing. And then, um, the, and, and I wanted to draw people's attention to this. If you haven't seen it, you know, go look at it and give that kind of makes me want to get a mountain bike. Yeah, I know. Right. Again. I mean, I I've know. tried a few times in our Facebook group, but if there's yeah. anybody watching that wants to go riding, then, uh, yeah, let us know. Let's, let's plan a trip. Let's plan a, a session, even out in Brioni's. They're doing um, some awesome stuff out there. So right it was announced this week too, that, uh, yesterday that, or a couple of days ago that, CrossFit's going to be having guest programmers for CrossFit.com. Now, there's some people that do CrossFit.com programming. There's some affiliates do, that do .com programming. Yeah. And I don't um, – that may work for their affiliate. There's The, the comments were just absurd. Don't, you know, again, it's one of those things. Don't, <laughs> read, like, the, don't, don't read the, the comments. comments. That's, that's, just, that's like rule number one. Unless you're looking for entertainment, the, the, the don't first, read the comments. Right, so the first programmer they've asked to do it, um, guest programmer, is Dave Castro. Yeah. And which I think is awesome because an amazing programmer. And yeah. that like some of the comments, like one of the guy comes on, I'm a 13 year affiliate. I can't believe that, you know, you would have, you know, these guys, you know, some guy programming CrossFit games workouts for the dot com. That's, you know, this is unre you know, un unnecessary. It's an, you know, it doesn't tell what CrossFit really is. And I'm thinking, okay, Dave ran the entire level, the entire certification program for CrossFit. Sure, he's he was, also had some co-director. Right. Yeah. Well, for, yeah, he's always had influence <laughs> over Mainside, of course. But the the guy knows how to program yeah. all levels of CrossFit, probably more than any Anybody single else. person in the world of CrossFit. Totally and, agree. And he knows who the audience of .com is. <laughs> To assume that just because he's now the director of the games, he's going to put CrossFit Games workouts on yeah. .com. Yeah, you're not going to go into it and do the. Yeah, I, you're you're not going to make it past your 14th year of of owning an affiliate. Like it's just like this is just <laughs> the dumbest assumption ever. It, where have you been for the 13 years you were at CrossFit? Right. Like, it, 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 I, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, so do I. I, 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 I love it. I'm interested to see how it goes. Right. Um, you know, and, and I listened to Castro's uh, weekly review and he talked about kind of some of his general plans on the programming um, with the micro, was it, what did it say, micro tests? Yeah. Where he'll do a test and then there's going to be a test at the end and it's going to be oh. the same thing. So you can actually see it. And I mean, that's something that like we do with progressive programming is the micro test. We, we did clean and jerks. The beginning of the month, we're going to be testing at the end of the month. So we oh, can actually cool. compare and see how things are improving. Jamie just got himself a good plug right there, by the way, for PRs <laughs> but, all day. But listening to what he was talking but about I, I, and, but, and, but it makes and, sense. and implementing micro micro tests, you know, whether it's repeat or something that's similar that's building towards something, I think that's great. Um, yes. Here's is what, everybody going to do that? Here, no, I, I don't know. I, but here's why, right? Because you, you know if you're making progress. And that validation, if you make progress, is a hook to keep you going. Yeah. Like one of the things everybody wants when they start working out is they want to see some results in some form. And one of the hardest things we have to, to, to teach people to start CrossFit is they don't see it right away in their physique. Yeah. As a matter of fact, their clothes probably get a little tighter. Yeah. As they're building muscle. Muscle, yeah. Right. But when they, but when they see it in the gym and the performance, they start or how they feel. Yeah. Like the, that like, stuff is the, just oh, right. So I like them. Down I note. like them. I like the micro test. Good. Yeah. For and the, 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 
the other thing too that kind of made me think about this and and i don't know when you did the level two you, you know you go through like on day two you go through the programming yes um on my level two and when we did the competitors course like six years ago seven years ago um we had a chance to do a week of programming and it's crazy how consistent it is like there's like four or five groups and everybody has something so similar just just from following crossfit crossfit's methodology and how you would train one-on-one off and constantly varied function with high intensity it's so funny because it was almost the same workout but with just a small twist and we were all in different different groups building out our oh, week. So I'm curious to see if, if oh, we'll from see person some, to person to person. From person to person that's programming yeah. it. Like it, it are we gonna see some kind of trends that are gonna happen? Do like those that are coming up to write the two weeks, like how much heads up do they know? Because it sounds like Dave's already got his plan down. Yes. Who's coming after him? I'm sure you know who, and like yeah. oh. and, and like how is there gonna be any kind of like tailoring off of what the last week is or is it going to be like a full flip and like this is my thing i'm doing this you know what i mean like i'm yeah. curious like oh, how yeah. this is going to play a smooth out. transition or yeah, yeah just or like because main site's always been great yeah and if you don't follow main site and you're competing then you're you're missing out on a, a huge opportunity to to see what could be what coming crossfit's out thinking yeah. that's right exactly i started crossfit with the main site yeah doing main site workouts yeah. <laughs> and it was it was phenomenal yeah, great experience, and some, and I had to scale quite a lot, scale a lot. I think that's probably where a lot of affiliates kind of run into issues is they don't really aren't prepared to make certain adjustments. Yeah, you know, like when you got a swim that shows up, you know, like something that yeah. you just don't have right. the ability to do. How do you adjust? How do you modify? How do you scale it? The what's nice on now on the main side of courses they give you scaling as well. On yeah, there. and they it, didn't and you, back in my day. <laughs> when i first started like one of the one of the trainers at the gym that i was working at um hey you would do this workout with me and like yeah right. sure what, what are we doing he's like well we're gonna do um these things called thrusters and pull-ups yeah. 21 reps the first round 15 and the nine was yeah. and i was like oh that was a good workout it reminded me a lot of like a downhill run so i started following main site and it's like trying to decipher the, the terminology the everything else that's going on there it seems like they're working to bring a lot of that stuff back you know between like right. the commenting and the message board it, it, i like where we're headed with it and castro talks a little bit about that in his weekly review which is cool yeah, good i'm gonna i'll put that in my email this week too and i'll watch it today too as well yeah. um so watch it wait by the way if you're not listening to that or not watching that i think that yeah. his week review really gives you good insight because Look, Castro's talking to Don Fall frequently. Mm. Castro's talking to Nicole Carroll frequently. Castro's talking to Adrian Bosman frequently. Like he's, he's talking to all the powers that be mm-hmm. all the time. And he comes on, he has a 30, 25 to 30 minute discussion on in front of the camera. It's not super you know, sexy or anything like it's kind of he it's tells, good information. It's just straight up good information. Yeah. Um, find it, Dave Castro, and then follow, and then watch it. You know, Sunday mm-hmm. evenings or Mondays, and you'll get it. You'll you'll stay in touch with what what's happening across it. Yeah. Um, okay, that's I think that's all the stuff we have written on the board. I don't know that there's any more speculation. It's about oh, all we can cover this week. Next week we'll have a guest on. I think what we'll try and do is get uh, Sean Rocket on. He doesn't know awesome. 
He doesn't know yet. He doesn't know yet <laughs> um, that next week will be his week because I think that'd be fun to talk to him and get. Oh, I want to get stories. Yeah, he probably won't be HIPAA prevents him from like naming names, which is fine, but it yeah. still kind of paints a picture of what yeah, the experience could, is. Yeah, like. but, but see, I'll I'll kind of pin him into corners and yeah, paint him into a corner, and then yeah. he'll have to give so much data. I'll figure out who it is, and then I can release the information. <laughs> It'll be fun. So we'll we'll make it fun anyway. You guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, and uh, I'm going to go get Chipotle. <laughs> Till next time. Till next time. <laughs>